If you are just now joining us, welcome. I am your V podcaster host, Jay Starks. Welcome to the Bingo Book Podcast as we are on episode 24. Kobe. <laughs> yeah, we have um, our Saturday slate for our summer 2022 anime discussions. We have season two of Shadow's House. Pretty good anime so far. Um, when will Ayamu make his move? Call of the Night, Lycoris Recoil, and Season 4 of Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Um, no, I don't think it's wrong if it's uh, mutual, right? <laughs> well, yeah, today we will be discussing several topics where I'll be providing tips for you trying to get a romantic date on a holiday. I also want to know, do you explain your relationships to your friends? I don't know. That's that's, that's definitely a, a going to be an interesting conversation there. But uh, we'll be discussing this and many more topics in today's episode. But all right, let's go ahead and shift gears here. We're going to get into our first anime for discussion, and that is Shadow's House, episode four, called potential suspects now kate and emilico are summoned to a private meeting with the star bearers entering this meeting they had to face this highly aggressive and expressive leader of the star bearers named barbara so if you look you know those that are watching the live stream uh you'll see uh barbara who is the actual shadow with the uh purple flowers in the hair and then you have alongside of her her shadow's face named barbie and barbie is a doll now during this meeting they asked kate if she was involved in a crime within the shadow's house that resulted in a whole bunch of different dolls getting injured so they got hurt really really bad now kate you know fortunately she defended herself from these accusations and informed the star bears that she would try to uncover who was truly behind this incident. So she was, you know, set out to say, you know what, I, I know that y'all believe that I did it, but guess what? You know, if y'all give me the time, I can prove that I wasn't the one that do it, did this and I can find the culprit who it was. And so, you know, it made me think like, have you ever been blamed for someone's mistake? I mean, think about it. Like, I, I think some of us have experienced this before. Now, firstly, you know, how does that make you feel being blamed for someone else's mistake? You know, betrayed? Would you feel betrayed? I don't know. So, would you? It's like in that feeling of betrayal is like people that are around you. You start to think, like, man, like, do they? Do they even know me? Like, I, I, like if you if you knew me, then you knew I wouldn't do something like that. So I can see portrayal being like one of those things. Uh, maybe you'd be surprised. Like you can be completely shocked. Like, what? Like you blaming me? Blaming me for what? You know that you are accused of something that wasn't even your fault. Uh, you could be upset or angry. I mean, I feel like all of those are definitely feelings that, you know, some of us probably experience when if we get blamed for someone else's mistake. But uh, most of us probably experienced this more when we were younger, you know, especially if you have siblings 
or relatives that you spent a lot of time with. Like me, myself personally, uh, I had the <laughs> the parent that if neither me or my brothers didn't confess to who made the mistake, we were all getting a whooping. Uh, but I also had the parent that if someone did confess to making a mistake, we all still got a whooping. <laughs> Well, yeah, you can, you pretty much guessed it. You know, there was no winning in that situation uh, in my household, how I grew up. It was, it was, it was all bad, but it was, there was love. That was, there was definitely love. (laughs) Um, But, you know, in this circumstance, like how would you defend yourself when you're blamed for someone else's mistake? Now, me personally, I, I don't necessarily get too upset or worked up. It's because I know it's not my fault. Like, why would I be mad or throw like a tantrum or anything like that if I know it's not my fault? You know, I try to be uh, as civil as possible uh, during the situation. And, you know, I think that it's, but here's the thing. I think it's important for you to stand up for yourself and communicate that, hey, you know, it's, it's not my fault, you know, and staying firm on that decision. Now, when you do stand up for yourself, that doesn't mean that you have to be uh, very aggressive and, you know, having a, a very loud tone. It's more so of, you know, just saying like, hey, like I, I'm uh, confident in what I'm explaining to you. And I, this is my honest belief in uh, that. I, and I know that I didn't do anything wrong. Um, now, I, I feel like you do have to keep others in mind, though, like in situations where other people get blamed or you may get blamed, like, um some people have no problem throwing others under the bus. For me, I I will always try to find a way not to call others out um, for their mistakes. Uh, and I mean, one is if I'm not in a management position, then uh, I don't think that it's my job to discuss like another person's shortcomings. Like that's management's role. So like, let them be the ones to do their job and, 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 uh, you know, explain that to whoever, you know, is causing issues. Um, but if I am in management and I did decide to, uh, you know, talk about somebody's shortcomings and I'm going to make sure that I have that conversation with them, uh, you know, privately, I'm not going to do something publicly and blast them out loud. Like that's crazy. Like you, you really making someone look crazy. And I feel like that's the result of, um, you know, people having issues. Okay. So, Our next anime for discussion is When Will Ayamu Make His Move? Episode 4, I Want to Spend Time Together, Senpai. Oh, doesn't that that sound so so precious, so so beautiful? It's like, you gotta love that. I love that title for the the episode. All right, so uh, in this episode, Ayamu is trying to gather the courage to ask his senpai, Urushi, on a date for Christmas. Now, unfortunately, Ayamu becomes too nervous and doesn't ask Urushi to hang out with him on Christmas until almost a week later. Like, my guy, like, what, what, what is wrong with you? You waited a whole week because you were that nervous? Now, don't get me wrong. I, I know that... You know, sometimes you have those butterflies deep inside. Even me, you know, starting the show, like I was like super, super nervous and anxious, and I, I was, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't like a, a, a feeling like I was gonna be sick or anything. But it's, it's almost like you know, it's 
coming, you know, and you hope that you do a great job. So, <laughs> um, but you know, so what are some good tips for getting a romantic date on a holiday? Now that's right. You know, trust in your boy, good old Jay Starks. I am here to guide you and give you some pointers on how to request a date on the holiday. Now I do have two disclaimers that I want to make sure that y'all are aware of, um, you know, as we, as we start or and embark on these tips that I give y'all. So firstly, it's important for me to tell you that I have an 80% bag rate. Now, what that means is if I'm trying to get in a relationship with someone eight out of, I say eight out of 10 times, I'm successful. So if anyone asks you what your bag rate is, they pretty much want to know like how successful you are at getting the person that you want. So, I mean, you know, I think that's pretty, 80%, I think that's pretty reliable odds, don't you think? <laughs> and then number two, uh, I'm not, I'm actually not a huge holiday celebrator. Now, um, this doesn't disqualify me. I don't think it does because if anything, my lack of celebrating holidays and having the holiday spirit should strengthen my case of why this solid dating advice that I'm about to get you give you, <laughs> um, you know, is, is most likely going to be successful. So here we go. Let's go ahead and start with the tips. So here are a few tips. We're going to start with the do's, 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 do's. We got do's and don'ts. So we're going to start with the do's. So number one, do have a conversation revolving around the holidays with the person of interest. So, um, uh, you know, the reason why, like, you got to have an idea of what your interest celebrates and enjoys. So if they are someone that loves Christmas and they love celebrating it, then, you know, you have to, you know, you want to know that. You want to get that type of information. But if they come to you and they say, oh, you know, I, I actually don't like Christmas, you know, and I usually try to stay home and not do too much that's probably a nice sign for you that, hey, you might want to back off. You know, you might not want to talk about that. You might want to, you know, try something else, a different approach. Hey, my boy, Mac, Mr. Mac in the building, Mr. 88. <laughs> yeah, we on 24, bro. Uh, episode 24, Kobe, Kobe all day, every day. But, uh, okay, so we have uh, do number two, do offer a, the date idea. So like what you're planning to do on the date, I think that's a great do because um, now you want to make sure that there's something exciting, but intimate. So for example, if that person is uh, very active, you know, then you might want to try ice skating. Uh, then later relax into some drinks. Maybe you could have some hot cocoa or some wine with the person that you really like. Um, now, if that person is not the outdoorsy types, then you could try arts and crafts project, maybe, you know, with the, with a goal in mind, maybe y'all are going to, uh, make these paper mache, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rexes or something, some dinosaurs or something, just something, but you got to have a goal in mind. And then you follow that up with a nice dinner, right? Yeah. I, I think that that will go bode well for you, you know, now here's some don'ts you know two don'ts that i got for you number one on the don't side don't be too spontaneous right think about it don't be too spontaneous now some of you may feel like oh like i want to be secretive 
when it comes down to this potential holiday date that I have. But I honestly, I don't recommend this because you want your partner, you want the person that you're interested in, that you want to spend this holiday season with, you want them to know exactly what they're getting, you know, that expectation. Because mainly they want to make, you want to make sure that they know, hey, you're not wasting your time. If you hang out with me, you know, you're going to be doing something pretty cool or, you know, something that you might like. Uh, and then they they had the ball is pretty much in their court to choose like okay is this really worth my time is it interesting is it valuable like do I want to hang out or do I want to just like curve this person <laughs> do I, I want to curve this person and and go somewhere else but I say if you have uh, a, something interesting uh, and now it's not to say that you can't be a little bit spontaneous like you can have a couple like secret things in between but make sure like the person you're interested in knows at least like the meat and potatoes of what y'all are going to be doing hanging out you know so they can make a, a sound decision because the thing is like if you throw too many curveball ideas in the date you might most likely will strike out there's a good chance that you'll strike out because I'm sure y'all heard the expression. Oh, he be he was he was doing too much. <laughs> he, he was doing too much. Like you don't don't you don't want that tag to be associated with you. You know you want to be in that nice comfort, just about right zone. You know you feel me? Okay. So uh, don't number two. Don't immediately try to spend holidays with your date's family. Look, this is a no-no. If you are just now getting to know this person, you shouldn't be trying to get all up in the family, like right off the back. Like you, your goal is to build rapport with the person that you're interested in. So if you want to be judged by your interests family first, before you get, uh, you know, start to develop a strong bond and relationship with your date, hey, don't be mad when you get pushed out by the family. <laughs> they be like, hey, hey, they gonna be waving at you like, yep, we ain't gonna, we ain't gonna see him no more. <laughs> I mean, that, that that literally is something that can happen to you. So be careful of that. Be mindful. So, yeah, those are some of my tips for trying to get into a romantic date on a holiday. But, uh, you know, definitely let me know in the comments, uh, you know, if you have any tips that you'd like to give us. Or if you receive some of these tips, if they didn't work for you. I mean, I know they work for you. They're going to work for you because, hey, bag rate, baby. It speaks for itself. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our next anime for discussion. And that is. Call of the Night, episode four. And it is titled Fourth Night. Isn't this a tight squeeze? Now, in this episode, Ko invites akita so ko is the guy if you're watching on the live stream right now you'll see the the guy on the uh top left hand side that's ko uh, so he invites akita to hang out at nazuna's apartment now akita is the girl to the right that he's talking to uh and you can see nazuna <laughs> you know looking all bashful and everything sitting down on the futon uh in her apartment so 
you know, Akita, this is his first, this is her first time learning what Ko has been doing at night because Ko is a night owl. He pretty much stays up uh, at night because he has a very difficult time trying to sleep. And so they end up meeting each other, uh, you know, at nighttime, uh, Akira and Ko. And Ko says, you know what? Hey, let me invite you to Nazuna's place. This So I can explain to you like what it is that we do. And so what Akita ends up learning from Ko is that uh, he's trying to become a vampire. And <laughs> through that, he also realizes that um, she also realizes that she had he Ko has a relationship with Nazuna, but they're claiming this relationship to only be physical, a physical relationship, you know. And so uh, this really shocks Akita uh, very much when she learns this about their relationship. But I say for the most part, she is really happy for Ko that at least he found something that he was passionate about because he wasn't necessarily that you know passionate. Uh, while they were growing up as friends. Um, now, you know, here's a question. Like, do you explain your relationships to your friends? Because in this episode, um, Cole pretty much, like, tried his best to explain to Akita, like, hey, like, you know, Nazuna, like, this is my friend. Uh, you know, it's not what you think. We're not necessarily boyfriend and girlfriend. You know, we just we have a physical relationship, but it's it's not what you think it is. There's, there's a goal that I have in mind. I want to become a vampire. Now, of course, <laughs> not to that extent. I don't think none of y'all out there are trying to become vampires, but, um, you know, you may, ha you know, have some friends that meet this mutual interest of yours. And, uh, you know, uh, you, you want to, you may explain that relationship to the person and like what they mean to you. Now, personally, I don't think that most people explain their relationships with family or friends uh especially like at least my guy friends um that none of them explain like their relations to me at all like i i can't remember one of my friends that's like hey um you know this is my girlfriend or this is my wife or whatever the case may be and you know or even uh if it's more sexual related you know they're not going off the the tracks to say, oh, you know, we just knocking boots, you know, and and that's that. Like, nah, that's that's not how most of my guy friends they don't they don't divulge that type of information. And so I, I kind of wonder, like, if the reason why guys don't explain things within their relationship is because we feel like we have it all together, like we, you know, we're uh, or at least like, um in control of what the situation we have or we're sad we want to make sound decisions on whatever we got going on now uh once again you know personally you know i don't speak with my friends about my relationships um uh, because you know i don't want to receive advice uh, that could make me feel negatively about my partner or love interest i, I really want my de the decisions to be my own if that makes if that makes sense now, now here's the thing, like, you know, in Cole's situation, you know, imagine you randomly walking downtown and seeing your friend hanging out with the person that you've never seen before. So this is the first time you see your friend he's downtown. He's with someone you never met before. Uh, now, do you expect them to explain to the extent of, you know, that re that relationship like or like have a an introduction? You know, hey, 
Uh, this is, you know, my girlfriend and my boyfriend, such and such. Or do you just stay cool and mind your business? <laughs> I, I feel like the latter. Like, I feel like most people, they, they pretty much, hey, if you don't want to, you know, um, give me that type of information, you know, you're my, you know, my, you're my friend. I got your back as always, you know, you will tell me whatever it is that I need to hear type of thing. And we know we just kind of keep it cordial that way. But that's kind of like my thoughts about that. But yeah, I'd be interested to know like how y'all feel about that. Like, do you explain your relationships to your friends? You know, if you do, um, to what extent, like, like how much information are you willing to even share with them? You know, I'm, that's very curious thing. Okay, moving on to our next anime discussion. Uh, I got to count up. <laughs> Four. All right, and we are on Licorice Recoil. Now, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be licorice. <laughs> it really looks like licorice to me, but I also know licorice has like a C-E, I think, in it. And maybe this is like a, a play on words, but like, I'm just going to say Licorice Recoil for now. Um, episode 5, titled So Far, So Good. Now, in this episode, the Lyco Rico team uh, receive a mission to protect a client who is an elderly man using high-tech machinery and a wheelchair to survive and, you know, get around. Um, now, knowing that his time is short, he returned to Japan under the care of Chisato and Takina um, to go sightseeing in Tokyo. Now, if you look on the screen for those that are watching the show uh, live, you'll see Chisato is the girl on the left and the client that's um, disabled. He's on the right hand side. Now, uh, Chisato with her, she's just, she's just amazing. That's all I can really say. Like you gotta, you gotta, this is one of those ones. I'll say this animation is, is definitely one of these ones. Everyone's pretty unique. Um, but you know, so as time goes by, Chisato receives news that a high profile assassin is following them, uh, you know, and they are trying to make efforts to protect their client at pretty much any cost. Now, you know, within this episode, we see the client who is disabled and, you know, it made me really think about traveling with disabilities, traveling with disabilities. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I'm now, here's the thing. I'm going to try my best not to cry when I tell this story because this is something that is uh, can be emotional for me. So I'll try, but you know, it's, it's a, a short story time for y'all. Um, so I, my set, I want to say maybe my second time traveling to Japan, I went with a friend who was going completely blind and he was, uh, you know, you know, he was he had a cane and he'd walk the streets with the cane, uh, but it was difficult for him to get around in a lot of in a lot of instances because if you know Japanese culture and the way that some of the transportation is set up, you have mo moments periods in a time, and that's like most you know other places where you have like your high travel um, locations. So if you think about New York City subways or uh, Houston traffic, um, you know, or definitely like Los Angeles and LA traffic, 
um, you know, it, it's jam packed, you know, and there's people at high volume. So imagine being almost completely blind, walking with the cane and trying to like get around, trying to navigate uh, a country, which you may not, you may also not have the, um, you know, uh, you know, experience level of being able to speak Japanese, let alone not being able to read Japanese if you're, um, you know, going blind like my friend was. So uh, in that, you know, my my time spending with him, I've seen him accidentally trample over people because, you know, he's walking with his cane and some people, you know, they may not hear the cane noise and be cautious of their environment and look back to see. And, you know, of course, the cane is also a way of like if he touches something, he's able to kind of realize, like, oh, OK, I might want to go a different direction or what, whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, trying so that and trying to navigate uh, transportation systems. I remember we were going to uh, travel into Tokyo because that's a destination that he really wanted to go to uh, during this time while we were in Japan. And me, uh, him, and uh, one of our, our, our homegirls, we traveled on a bus uh, to get to Tokyo. And I think uh, the bus ride might have been four hours. Oh, my back will not let me forget that ride because, you know, I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to cap. <laughs> the seats were, were, were definitely on the cheap side. You know, they, they, they ordered, well, the bus, the bus ride was a, a cheaper bus ride so it wasn't like those very like high quality seats so my ass <laughs> my cheeks was killing me my back i mean i was just messed up or whatnot so I, I couldn't wait for like the small breaks that we got to get off the bus um to 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 you know kind of stretch and, and relax and whatnot uh but yeah like we you know finally got off the bus we get to tokyo and like once again like it was great but because of that high volume it was kind of difficult for uh, him to get around and not, not only that but you know think about being disabled and traveling you know an unfamiliar location you know someplace that you've never been before you know that's really hard and not every place has um you know uh, I, i'd say uh things invested to make uh traveling a lot easier for you know, our disabled family. So uh, my point is, is that when it comes down to traveling, you know, it can be more difficult for other people with disabilities. So, you know, let's be helpful to others in need if we can, and, you know, be mindful of what challenges other people could be going through because you, you really never know, you know, what, and sometimes uh, disabilities that people are facing, uh, they're not visible. They're not visible disabilities, you know, and uh, that can be, uh, difficult too but you know everybody could possibly be going through something so just try to be empathetic to other people okay and we move to our last anime for discussion and that is all right is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon episode 39 titled the importance of Wait, that is not the title of the episode. <laughs> the title is The Great Falls. But, uh, you know, in, in this episode, Bell and his large company uh, are on an expedition with the goal of trying to reach the lower floors uh, within the city's dungeon. 
Now, as a group, they continue to progress throughout these floors and they reach a new destination like the title of this episode is in the dungeon called the Great Falls. Now, Bell, he showcases, um, you know, his knowledge about the area and shares ideas of how he can prevent tragic scenarios from happening to his party. And so if you look, you know, on the screen here, those watching live, you can see Bell is kind of like looking over uh, the Great Falls and, you know, and kind of shows like the pitfalls and the dangers, you know, as you fall over and <laughs> off that cliff, like it could be really bad for you, you know, like tragic, tragic, man. Just like, dang, <laughs> I fell, I broke my back and I was missing. Nobody came to get me. Now, one of the animes that we covered uh, last wait was that last uh last season you know if you're like him you actually survive and you come back stronger than everybody else but this ain't one of those ones <laughs> so uh but yeah in this episode i feel like it really highlights the importance of knowing your environment uh you know and i, I think the number one thing like research you know, research before you go to uh, unfamiliar territory. Uh, a quick story time. This is kind of going back to my travels when I was in Japan. When I went to Japan for the first time, uh, I went there for two weeks, like two weeks. And I, you know, set aside a couple thousand dollars. Uh, and I didn't know that much Japanese at all. Like, I, I can't even, I don't even know if I feel good enough to say that my Japanese was of novice skill at that time because uh, I just kind of knew only like the very bare minimum of like how to uh, ask for food um, directions. And that's kind of like the extent, I mean, a couple other things to like surviving wise, but I just tried to make sure I knew at least like the core things to be able to get around and the things that were like really important to uh, traveling. And, uh, you know, so in, anyways, like, you know, before I went to Japan for those two weeks, several months before I, I left to, to go to Japan, uh, I had a, a map and I pretty much, you know, plotted like all the places that I was wanted to go to. And I researched pretty much like the, um, travel lines. If I was going to be taking, uh, the Shinkansen, which is the bullet train or, if I was going to be taking uh, a a regular train or bus, like I looked at all of that of like how to get to the destinations I was looking forward to. Now, I, I but I was also spontaneous in a way where it's like, yeah, I had low areas that I, I I really wanted to go to, but at the same time, if there was something that was kind of like a, like around the area. And some of the locals are like, hey, you should really think about going here. Then, boom, like, I'm journeying. <laughs> I'm journeying and I'm going out to this location that I didn't have intentions of going to. So I, I like to be spontaneous like that, but I definitely made sure that I researched those places. And because of that, I was able to pretty much get around, like, the whole mainland of Japan, like, without any problems. And I've seen pretty much, like, all the major sites that the mainland has to offer. Um, but here's the thing. I also had some bad research as well. Um, you know, because I was in now, I, you know, or just not paying attention. I remember being in a city called Kaneyama. Now Kaneyama sounds, you know, okay. Like, okay, not bad. Right. 
But because of the spelling being so close together, I ended up traveling to a whole nother location called Kaneyama. So Kaneyama, Kaneyama. It's like, bro, like uh, an A, the difference is an A and an E. But I, I was so, you know, hype and invested while I was on the train traveling to China, travel to Kaneyama that I didn't realize I had already passed that location. And I was heading to a whole different city that was literally like maybe two <laughs> two to four hours away I, I can't remember because it's so it was a while ago but um i just remember like being in my chair and saying to myself i don't <laughs> i don't think i don't think this is supposed to be taking i don't think this is supposed to be taking that long I, I i think i was supposed to have been um i think i was supposed to already have been at the location by now so, so yeah like I, I noticed that maybe an hour or two hours later by that time it was too late so i just like let it rock then got to the place um got to kanayama i remember the train conductor telling me like hey like unfortunately you won't be able to get back to kanayama uh kanayama because uh the train shut down at midnight and you know by the time like you try to get there it's going to stop at the like the nearest location that's closest to 12 o'clock and you won't make it in time so i end up getting uh, going getting going to this whole completely different city that i never had intentions of going to um walking down the street and i just i'm me thinking like holy smoke like this place is completely dark and i'm, I'm looking outside and I, I, I'm looking in front of me and i see these black cars like all lined up you know outside of the gate and i swear it, it looked like the mob <laughs> like that's how crazy it looked to me and uh so I, I i bypassed the cars i start walking and my my mind is like okay i just have to find a chain hotel you know like a, a best western or something like that right and next thing i know i see one of the black cars that i had seen bef before like when i got out of the the uh, train station like creeping up behind me so i'm like looking behind me like like what is this what is, what is this car doing and uh next you know i see this japanese man you know probably like in his early 50s i'd say and he says uh he's like drive drive uh uh you know i think he was saying like uh, hotel and i said yeah you know i i you know pretty much like yeah i, I want to go to a hotel and so he's like you know hop in so i get inside of the the vehicle and it turns out to be a taxi now, in my mind you know taxi is like okay if you go to western countries most taxis are like yellow cab you know has like the yellow light or whatever but no not in japan it's a solid black vehicle and i think it had like a maybe like a a yellow or a white topper maybe something like that um, but yeah, we, he drops me off uh, in front of a hotel and I'm safe for the night and I had a, a nice sleep and, but yeah, but yeah, bad research and not paying attention led me to a whole different city that was hours away from my destination. And because of that, I didn't get to do what I really wanted to do. I think I was trying to go to Nada and see, um, uh, maybe like a Buddhist shrine or a castle. I can't remember. So it was a while back, but yeah. So yeah, that's that, man. Be mindful of your environment. You got to know the importance. Do your research. Know your situation because it could very much help you out. You never know.